0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, good to have you with
1: us. Happy Friday, Dr. Paul, great to be with you.
0: Very good, and uh, guess what? We're gonna talk a little bit about the Fed and monetary policy. And how the Democrats and Biden has straightened all this out. and We're going to be out of work pretty soon. We won't have anything to talk about because he has all these plans on straightening out the economy. And he knows who to blame. But we'll have to wait and see if that happens. We're going to hang around, though, for a bit, keeping our eye on it, just in case all his plans don't work. And it is my suspicion that it probably will not work. But it's not Biden alone. Biden, Biden is a target and he is uh, supposedly a leader of a movement but i I don't i don't think many people see it that way but people do pay attention you know to policy and what's going on say in ukraine and who's running the war now biden has more to say about that it seems through executive orders and and causing trouble uh but but when it comes to uh, monetary policy on a daily basis you know there are some uh, influences Uh, that uh, have a lot to say about this and right now the the big event coming up this past week is uh, they've come up with another solution we've never heard of it Uh, what we need to do is slow down the money printing and uh, deal with the inflation so are they going to cut back on the money supply and this sort of thing oh no we we don't have to we have a better way Uh, we'll just raise the interest rate and this is unique they have no real intention and it would scare the markets if they actually shrunk the balance sheet you know or 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 quit increasing the money supply but they will tinker with interest rates and and they're right to concentrate on interest rates because it's very very important it's the dis- destruction of the fr- of the market rate of interest that has caused so much trouble but if you just pick that one item out and c- giving it a, a narcotic and thinking that oh, I'll take it with the interest rate uh, which is more complicated than that they're they're not going to solve the problem and yet they they have tried it so I, I think that uh, uh, you, you know, there's a sincere effort by some, even though there's some debate going on at the Fed. Uh, there's a sincere effort because they've all been conditioned. They haven't. Uh, they don't accept the idea that uh, the founders accepted, that Austrian economics teaches, that free markets, uh, you know, profess to believe in. Uh, they, they, they don't have that because they are interventionists. They're planners, or economic planners, and besides. It's a little painful doing the right thing now uh, so now they're doing something in between uh, they're going to tinker uh, tinker with the uh, uh, monetary base uh, which won't help much but the big thing is interest rates are going up and they agitate over there if they talked about it. And there have been a few souls at the Fed say you should have done it a long time ago <clears throat> so That is the thing that's going on right now, but uh, our job today, Chris, is to talk about it and uh, sorta warn some people what's gonna happen.
1: Yes, Dr. Paul, and uh, (laughs) as a lot of people should know by now, every artificial boom created by the Fed must have a subsequent bust. It's unavoidable. You know, the Fed uh, artificially pushes down interest rates and that powers a (laughs) fictional boom Uh, You know, things look better than they really are. Whoever happens to be president at the time takes credit. You know, it's great economy. Uh, You know, he just happened to be president at the time. It's kind of like if you're in a bar and a person who drinks too much, you know, they they tend to get a little overconfident. You know, I'm the toughest man alive. Yeah, well, we'll see when the alcohol wears off what you really are. And that's what it's like with the fed bubbles everything seems great look at the houses you could uh, how much you could sell them for the stock market but when interest rates rise and economic reality returns that's when the truth is exposed uh and that's what the fed does to us over and over these booms and busts and this isn't you know a fixture of nature that we can't do anything about. This isn't like uh, the earth revolving around the sun. We can't do anything uh, about that. This is by choice. The Congress did this to us back in 1913. It's unconstitutional. And all current Congresses keep it in place. It is an imposition on us. So we say that's enough of this imposition. We're tired of this roller coaster economy that only serves the uh, the wealthy and the politically connected. We say, and the Fed.
0: Very good. That's a good idea. I wonder where that idea came from, but I think that's that's a, i I'll go along with that. You know, uh, okay. there's there's one member of the Federal Reserve Board, the president of the uh, bank in St. Louis, uh, Boulard. Uh, and he he uh, he says uh, he criticized it. he voted no on this recent uh, uh, effort to uh, increase interest, allow interest rates to go up a quarter of a percent. They've agitated over this for a long, long time and uh, and yet they finally look like they're going to do it. And uh, how long it's going to last is something we want to talk a little bit about because it will uh, it will come to an end. It's not going to solve solve the problem. And uh, B- Bowler said, "More, it should be the interest rate should go up much faster, uh, and uh, to you know to uh, be able to control inflation." So he has a bit of more truth with his statement than the others. Politically, it's it's uh, not not much of a winner. But besides, even with Bollard's uh, technical argument for raising interest rates, because the market actually would raise interest rates, uh, he, it really isn't anything, you know, to go. But uh, they, even the Fed now has been badgered into thinking, well, we got to raise them between, uh, uh, you know, 25.25 to uh, 0.5 immediately. And then there'll be six more times they're going to raise interest rates this year and uh and and uh, they're they're hoping that the markets understand it and they will uh, they will respond because uh, that's the job of the Fed is to take care of the markets, and they do amazingly well because if uh, the, the players in the market were really honest with themselves, they'd say, uh, you know, this is out of control, and whatever the Fed does isn't going to do much good. So they're 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 playing with us, and we'll have to see see what happens. But I don't I don't think for a minute that they're anywhere close to having having a problem because they're, they're, still, they're still involved, uh, you, you know, with a QET uh, type of operation. They're still holding a lot of treasuries, a lot of, uh, you, you know, mortgage-backed securities. And that's all artificial. It's all inflation. And it's going to continue that way. And uh, I, I, I believe that uh, uh, they're, they're in for uh, a shock that things aren't going to go as well uh, as they want or think unless somebody's conspiring behind the scenes to want it to happen, because there are some elements in the world that want things to happen because they think they have a better scheme. The problem is, is we don't have enough inflation. You know, the Pelosi's of the world are, you. Know, we need more debt and more spending. You know, there are people like that, and some have an ulterior motive. Yes, we can usher in our form of socialism and Marxism when things become chaotic. And Chris I would say so far looking at this particular week and what we can anticipate in the near future chaos is coming if that's the group if the group wants that they're going to have their way and that will be very unfortunate for the people because right now they're hurting because they're receiving the brunt of all this nonsense by paying for everything with higher prices. And uh, as long as as we continue on this process and raise interest rates, maybe uh, 0.25, it's not gonna stop the inflation. And the inflation is the evil, and I'm talking about the price inflation. Always wanna make a difference between prices going up being the final answer of what is inflation. We have to always think about federal reserve inflation the creation of money and credit out of thin air that's what has to be dealt with
1: right and uh you're i think you're right about the uh catastrophe economic catastrophe you know they started raising this is the first time in three years i believe and they don't know how far they up they can go you know you mentioned and i think it was bullard at six times they they really don't know you know th- when it comes to the market there's the talk and then there's the reality it's the same thing with what we went through with covid there was all the talk about covid and COVID and COVID, and then there was the reality of the situation and it's the same with the war if you go online and look at the media there's all the talk about this war and then when you look at other media you think you know the reality might be a lot different what happens is our authorities and the media they convince themselves in the talk and they think that they could avoid reality so the fed and the media i'm sure will say they you know they have this under control the market they're pricing in all the uh, all the interest rate hikes there's nothing to worry about that's not how it works. There's a lag time. It's not like they're going to raise rates today and everything falls apart in two hours. That's not how it works. There's a lag time with all the the interest rate rises and how it affects the economy. They're trying to control the uncontrollable. It is absolutely impossible to do what they're doing. uh, But they talk themselves into their own propaganda, and they believe it. And then all of a sudden, the house of cards falls apart, and everybody says nobody saw it coming. That's just how it works. The thing is, we can't just keep doing this over and over. This is not a simple up-and-down, perpetual thing that the Fed has going, because every down is worse than the previous down. 2008 was worse than 2000. 2008, Bear Stearns, Lehman Brothers, these big trillion-dollar financial institutions, or close to trillion, went under completely and gone. And now we are, you know, the... Uh, 12, 14 years later, and it's much worse than 2008. So this is not a simple up and down thing that the Fed can just do forever. It's going to keep getting worse and bigger and worse and more painful. We keep telling them, Dr. Paul especially, for all these years, stop, stop, but they do not stop. They think they can control the uncontrollable, but reality will win in the end.
0: Chris, you make a real important point. You are talking about the different cycles that we go through. In order to uh, take care of the uh, next cycle, it has to be, uh, you know, more debt and more inflation just to keep keep it going. It, 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 it you know, it builds on itself and everyone gets worse. And this this is the case. So uh, the one the one thing in 2018, there were a lot of people who were saying, and, and uh, things were bad then, but they're much worse now. And they, they did raise interest rates. For over a year, they were raising interest rate and cut back on QE and, and this sort of thing. So they, uh, they were doing that. But then uh, all of a sudden, the markets didn't do well. And uh, it was probably around a year or plus or so that finally the, uh, uh, the Fed caved in, and they went back uh, to, to inflating again. And uh, it, but since that time, uh, since two thousand nineteen, uh, the central banks are, are they are in collusion because we have the dollar, we have the reserve currency. So even if they're inflating, that has to deal with their reserves and what the dollar's doing. But since two thousand nineteen, the, uh, uh, the the balance sheets of four countries went up. Uh, Eleven Over $11 trillion. Yeah, that's a, a lot of monetary inflation. The four countries, everybody knows who we work with the closest and who are most aligned with, with our system. And that's uh, Japan and European Union and England plus uh, our central bank. So together, but the, really the ringleader is the uh, group that has the control of the uh, reserve currency of the world. But that's another story we've talked about and we can mention it. And that, that's the big difference that's going on right now Credibility is being lost constantly, whether it's on foreign policy, economic policy, and on this monetary policy. And, uh, and then when you think about who the current elected leaders are, uh, you know, people, people uh, are losing confidence and uh, they're getting pretty upset. And they're not reaching out because they're reaching out with more of the same. Uh, the people are still in that mode of saying, yes, we have inflation prices are too high we need more money to pay the bills and that's not going to solve the problem Uh, that's that just just delays it but the, the way you described, uh, uh, Chris, about each, uh, each episode getting worse, that's why I like to use the example of drug addiction. Because yeah. the longer you're on drugs, the higher the dose has to be. And that's exactly what is happening uh, with monetary inflation. And then it gets to reach to the breaking point, and we must be awfully close, where you can't do anything about it. See, even if Bullard had his way... And he decided to just double everything the Fed is going to do anyway. Uh, no, it's going to crash the market. So there, there is no easy solution on this. So uh, the politician is incapable of doing it, even if he tries. Uh, the best I always thought we could do is to present the case for why we're doing it, why it's so bad, what the real answer is, and it's really the prevention of this problem. You need, we need to prevent these problems. You know. Somebody says, "How would you manage the war in Ukraine?" I don't want to manage the war in Ukraine. I don't want the war in Ukraine. And if we followed the rules, we wouldn't be in Ukraine. But no, the monetary system and the mentality that we have says we have to be there to save the world. It's our empire, and uh, you know, NATO's at stake. If we don't, if we don't do this, NATO will be undermined. So uh, this this is a this is a challenge that we have and uh, so the solution i always go back to you have to change policy and uh, you have to get the people to have some basic understanding of it but uh, you know if if the leadership in the country in the financial communities our universities our economic professors uh, you know had sort of a similar understanding which they had in the beginning of our history because they basically believed in sound money You know for years, you know, the dollar was defined as a weight in gold and it was all the way up and until 1971 is when we declared uh, the Currency bankruptcy that we would no longer honor the dollar with something of real value the the gold so it did last and can last and there are examples in history where governments have kept and stayed on a commodity money and they did quite well in the economies, did well, as, as, uh, just as well as ever before without the commodity money.
1: Right, Dr. Paul, very good. I'm going to close up um, by saying there has to be a bust and it has to be worse than the previous bust. It's just how it is. Uh, it's not something that any of us want. The Fed doesn't know what it's doing. All the authorities trick themselves into believing their own lies uh, and then they impose policies that uh, are are going to hurt us on us. So what on earth are we supposed to do? Uh, There's no simple answer to that, unfortunately. We can't say, okay, everybody do this because we all live in our own uh, worlds, wherever we happen to be. We're all different. Our situations are different. Uh, We can't say, okay, everybody buy this and everything will be okay. Even something as great as gold, you know, things are not going to be okay. (laughs) We have to each deal with our personal situations in the best way that we could. One thing we can do, though, is not be like the authorities, like the media. You know, if they're all saying everybody go left, everybody go left, it's time to think, and it might be time to go right, you know? the crowd is hardly ever right and uh, the government and the media is hardly ever right i mean that's just how it is at least in modern times you know at least with the setup as it is today and we live in unprecedented times for sure what we went through with COVID has never happened before on a global scale of you know with governments what they have done Uh, there are now uh, pushes for nuclear powers to get into war with one another these people are insane so we definitely live in Uh, Amazing times financially, like what we talk about each week. This is unprecedented. This financial, this is a global uh, dollar system that is just ripping apart at the seams. So it's impossible for anybody to say this is what we'll do and everything's going to be all right. We just have to take each day and think because everybody around us is not going to think, or most people unfortunately, adhere as best as we can to the ideas of liberty, free markets, property rights, you know, treating our neighbor as we want to be treated and do what is right. And then hopefully, you know, by doing all these things, we could come through, you know, whatever is ahead.
0: Very good, Chris. You know, uh, we already recognize and the people are starting to recognize, especially because prices are going up, that uh, things aren't going well. There's a, a lot of chaos. Uh, but we've been saying that this is all predictable. The policies that we have followed will lead to this: living beyond our means and and uh, resisting any help from the marketplace by knowing what interest rates should be, pretending that we know all these things. So the, um, the Democrats have a slightly different uh, viewpoint on this, but at most uh, at other times, you know, the two parties co- come together. But in particular, the Democrats uh, put more emphasis on taxes. You know that that way we we can tax people who are still rich and pass it out and. Uh in order for people to, uh, you know, sort of catch up on the high prices. And uh, they they love regulations. They love uh, emphasis on environmentalism in spite of all the problems that the radical environmentalists have uh, created and the pressure they put on Biden and others to close down the, uh, you know, the production of energy and uh, the pipelines necessary to do what it has done for 100 years or mo- even more ever since we had oil we've had these pipelines that you ought to see what texas looked like when you come to pipeline there'd be no texas without pipeline pipeline but the, the environmentalists and the democrats want to do this and all this is done everything they suggest uh, which many republicans go along with uh decreases production uh which which gives us a, a bigger a bigger problem and uh it is uh uh, not surprising that the president that the president has uh, has, has said what we need to do is uh, you know russia wants to sell uh, you, you know gas to germany i thought well that sounds a pretty good idea you know it's cheaper that way they live closer and pe- countries that trade with each other generally aren't supposed to fight with each other but we're still a powerhouse we have the reserve currency so we badgered germany to go along with us, the United States, to say, well, you, you, we, we don't want that pipeline just because, uh, you know, the, uh, a company uh, in Russia was the major builder of this pipeline. So to me, it's a magnificent thing that they can run this pipeline from uh, Russia to Germany and give them cheaper ga- uh, gas. And uh, you'd say, well, that's good. It's good for the consumer, but it's not good for the oil producers in the United States. So they, they come up with this weird uh uh, you know, program, destroy the production of oil in this country and and then there comes up shortages and then you go and the company that might be producing oil, we have to be jealous of them and say, Russia's not shouldn't be allowed to do that, don't you know they're a bunch of communists and uh, here they're out they're out doing us in some areas as well as China's and with the, some of the capitalistic things that they do and they become pretty strong competitors. So that that is a noise. So we Bush uh biden which is amazing to me that he with a stroke of a pen can close down that whole pipeline billions of dollars already spent and it's close to being completed he says close it down and that was done because he was able to badger germany into cooperating and germany was on the receiving end of this and and so they're doing this they they've literally been able to uh, clo- close this uh, close this down but uh the um uh, the, the next thing was is uh, Biden proposed that we uh, quit giving favorable trade status with Germany, uh, with uh, Russia and Belarus, and uh, that, that'll solve the problems because they're doing all these things. They've they brought chaos to the world, uh, so they they have to punish Russia. So they they want to uh, put these sanctions on them, and. Uh, the Congress had to respond. The House has already responded. They say, well, yeah, we have to support our president. I mean, he, he's going to take care of those Russians. So, what does he do? He, he comes he comes up with, they come up with a bill. Republicans and Democrats voted on it, you know, this week. And the vote was to stop all this uh, tr- trading with Russia and Belarus because, because they turned out to be so evil. But guess what? There's a lot of trading on the side. And there's a lot of things going on with Russia. There's more incentives now for Russia and China to get together. So there's a lot of downside. The biggest downside, it does nothing to lower the price of oil and it doesn't do anything to help the consumer here in this country but it looks good I'm tough I'm tough on Russia we're gonna put sanctions on that so they have a vote and you figure well aren't there a bunch of good uh, uh, a good Republican believers in free enterprise, and and uh, they, they would know better than doing this. This doesn't make any sense, so it doesn't solve the problem. So they have the vote, and the vote comes out. It comes out. Uh, it was uh, three 200, and uh, excuse me a second. It uh, they came out 424 to 8. Hey, Republicans voted against this. The good guys, so you could probably figure it out. The good guy said, no, this is, this is over the top. We're not we're not gonna go along with it. But so who who did that? Who supported Biden? The guy that the guy that the Republicans hate. They they vote for this proposal by Biden, and the proposal's making everything worse, raises the prices of things, and uh, then it's so so bipartisan. you wonder what are they doing it's sort of like how uh, how so many people not come not as complete as this they rolled over and they did whatever the administration said about locking down and telling people that they can't get very close to anybody and they had to have masks on that didn't work and uh they had they had economic pressures they put on and they said well if you don't do that we'll cancel you and you won't be able to go see your football game and, and that sort of thing so it, it is a real shame to me that vote tells you where the real obstacle goes so if you get that much resistance for tinkering around and making things worse and they want it to happen, what would they do if you actually said, well, I think we should have a market rate of interest. And they say, are you crazy? And under today's circumstances, it would be very chaotic. But it's the chaotic situation that would be that would be in, increased with trying to fix things and Compared to the chaos that's coming when you have the breakdown of this whole system, and that unfortunately is what is what's coming. So uh, I, I think uh, uh, there's going to be a reckoning. And the one question I ask about on this program is how long do we think that uh, this tightening and raising of interest rates, which is sort of just fluff uh, and, and uh, is, is not going to do anything, how long will they pretend? that they're going to do that. Will they raise interest rates six times this coming year? And my answer is probably not. Nobody knows the exact issue or event that's going to precipitate the route on the stock market. But everything is malinvestment and out of, out of place. The debt is too high and, and a correction has to come. So I would say I'll be really surprised if the policy even has a modest uh, help a modest improvement with the economy during the next year i think something big will happen and there will be a correction that will be beyond the tinkering of uh, interest rates and even uh uh, bullard has uh, a real serious intent and probably a better grasp of economics even if he had total charge of it unfortunately we're in such a mess it's not going to work i still argue the case Maybe it's my medical background. Prevention is better than the cure. You know, prevent these things. Good health and good healthy economies is a way to prevent this. So you could have, you know, a non-interventionist foreign policy. Stay out of the wars. Stay out of the mischief of running people's lives so you stay out of all this control and and monkeying around with with covid and you would also save the painful disaster of believing that wealth comes out of a printing press and that uh, if politicians if they just print more money and pass it out the economy will grow nancy pelosi believes that she brags about it and i say what is she saying indeed she's third in line so getting getting rid of two won't be do us much good. So a- anyway, ideas are the only thing that we can res- resort to. And I think it's the ideas and the positions that so many good people have taken about, uh, you, you know, the COVID. And nature has helped us, too, because there's been some, uh, you know, natural immunity build and things are better off. Uh, but uh, I don't know where the natural immunity is going to come to curtail the activities of the politician. That's probably what we really need. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.